0: You all are listening to Lame, the Lexington Athens. Uh-huh. Marxist. Unrelated
1: to the pronunciation. <laughs> Marxist, Marxist experience. experience.
0: I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. It's the 7th of April, 2022.
1: I know. I miss you too, baby. Uh, this is a news podcast um, and other stuff we about Lexington. Uh, and folks, I just want to say this for the first time in lame history it was not solely my fault um, as to why the you have not gotten a lame episode in almost two weeks
0: there was a lot of confounding circumstances
1: yeah a lot of a lot a lot of psychic action being done against me regardless um, a lot of
0: psychic action being done against me too
1: a lot of the, the world is coming for us and not in a not in a um, literal sense but in um, uh, the psychically <clears throat> the walls are closing in folks. Um, uh, that's why we um, are delivering to you one of the least standard standard episodes of lame um, I can think of. Um, I mean,
0: really, I mean, my side. Well, I don't have to go too much into it, but it's it's different.
1: Stay tuned for Aaron's side. I'm way more excited about Aaron's side than I am about my side, folks. I didn't even write anything. I got some tabs pulled up on my computer um, to talk about some stuff. Uh, <laughs> A few housekeeping things. Um, there was a fire downtown when the wind's really bad. Crazy. Um, uh, the sprinkler system went off at one of UK's um, five over one um, uh, student dormitories and um, uh, displaced 50 something students. Um, and of course... <clears throat> Uh, for those of you not listening to the uh, uh, Well, There's Your Problem 5 over 1 episode, which at this point has become mandatory listening, I think, and uh, um, I know you'll have to bear with them. They're not as succinct as we are on Lame. Um, it's it's three hours to describe the Titanic. Oh, fuck it. Not longer than three hours. Six hours. or something. Six hours for nine eleven. Six And hey, you need six hours for 9 I like it when it's whatever. We cannot. <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to Lame, a podcast about other podcasts that we listen to. <laughs> Um, I really liked the most recent episode of Probillies but okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, just a few brief man-made disasters uh, that happened. Um, and then, of course, the, uh, mm. the slow-moving man-made disaster, which is coming along, um, which is the Richmond Road slash Athens-Boonesboro um, Road redesign um, that the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet is coming through with. So um what this involves the tldr tldw honestly because they've got these crazy on richmond road they got this crazy virtual room shit oh you gotta refresh the page and see what it see what it
0: does when you when you first land on this page
1: oh should i just play it for them live on the pod yeah here it's really here's my yes and don't even don't sue me i use a laptop to read off of i'm not i'm not a not a true luddite Um,
0: I I use a tablet.
1: Sue me. I use Windows 10. Um, Okay. Welcome to the virtual website for KYTC's proposed improvement project along Richmond Road (coughs) and Athens Boonesboro Road you will have the opportunity to view several display stations it just keeps going like in This is like the first KYT thing you come to it's this project. like fake it's like this is what the metaverse okay please stop all right hold 2nd i'm trying to record a podcast stop it stop it stop it okay um this room looks uh, this is shit's terrifying anyway um it, so here's the main cliff notes right once you pass man of war um they have are going to redesign the road, uh, between man of war and I 75. They are moving the entrance to old Richmond road. Um, which I guess might be safer because let me say this. I've definitely, um, uh, have, uh, accidentally gotten in some certain accidents because you approach that intersection so quickly coming off <laughs> our Richmond road. Um, I almost killed our show producer doing it. um, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, I was at that
0: intersection today.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, that's great. Um, Well, uh, the rest of the road between man of war and I 75, they're redesigning it to where you can make no left turns at any of the intersections. Okay. Every intersection is closed off down the middle. Basically it seems, or it's like, it's like a, like a weird snake thing to get across or whatever. And half a block later is a dedicated u-turn zone okay so like the like the road keeps making like like weird like bumps out to the side and folks it's literally it's like i looked at this map for five minutes and then i realized oh this is what that is i mean it is psycho and the are they adding bike lanes no i mean okay we can debate on whether or not it needs bike lanes are they adding bus only lanes no are they adding other lanes no um what it's so confusing to me and meanwhile the rest of richmond road has got literally a a, a bus stop and park bench built into the shoulder of a road <laughs> i mean it is one of the least least hospitable roads i feel like um in uh the area
0: <laughs> i mean i've been biking on richmond road and there's been cars multiple times that have come within like half an inch of hitting me. I mean, terrifying like, shit. On, on my side, you get of the, the wind graze. blow. At yes, the, yeah. I've like, I've like almost touched their handles.
1: Uh, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. You mean they're mirrors? They're mirrors. Car, <laughs> car handles. <laughs> yeah. If just you go were, with if it. you were really big, you could, uh, whatever. Uh, so that's the Richmond Road project. You' free to look it up to get the actual um, visual scoop of it, but it's it's uh, psychically damaging um so i saw it and i was just kind of because the way they have it presented is so strange oh you have to like go through all these things it's like a metaverse like yep yeah, you go yeah there's it's a fake room with different shit it's
0: so it's uh, like i've been in these rooms before like like not the not the not that room but i've been in these types of rooms before yeah
1: i wonder what it's somehow granicus software that's doing it yeah. all damn it um <laughs> Yeah, they're good, but great news guys, we're getting gra- we're getting new shared use paths. Um, apparently. And according to the legend. Um, I don't know. I oh, okay, that's not how you zoom in on the map. Um, it's folks, I just it's like it's rough. I don't Oh no, there is a bike path, but only for part of it. Is that what I'm seeing? It's yes, I think it is. Whatever. My complaints still stand. This is psycho. Um
0: the only way this would be acceptable is if um, they made, like, some alternate Richmond road where it was bus rapid transit.
1: That's the thing. Yeah, like, and you literally like, need a second. I don't know. It's really. Okay, I see. So, they are doing. Part of it has a separate. God, not like that. Part of it does have a separate bike path. But it the bike path keeps having to, like, bulge out of the way from the uh, U-turns. And, oh, no, wait. This is Jen Rediscovering
0: Facts about the Richmond Road. There are stoplights
1: before the U-turns.
0: So these exist in, um, what is the, in Letcher County. Is the point to to make sure that you never have cars intersecting? I guess so. So yeah, so this this exists. So it's not faster. This is in southeastern Kentucky right now. Last time I went to Whitesburg, I think it was like on the, on the outside of Whitesburg. It may have been in Hazard. Um, my it was a year ago, but they had lights specifically for U turns, and they had U turn only lanes.
1: Well, I will say this with their redesign, uh, there's a lot of these concrete medians or grass medians or whatever. Um, excellent bus looking bus stop locations for um. Uh... Oh no, and then there is just an unprotected, unlighted intersection right here. Never mind. Um, they just are like oh great, they're adding uh, ramps so you don't drive into the reservoir. Um, sexy. Uh, I can't tell you the
0: amount of times I wanted to drive into the reservoir.
1: Amen. I'm feeling that right now, buddy. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, whatever. I mean uh old man yells at cloud, I guess. Um we'll see. It feels like a waste. <laughs> it feels like an a especially it's like, okay, I don't know. I haven't I don't think I really talked I just was thinking there. I was like, you know, like man, if I if they made me the supreme Soviet – that's not – they couldn't make that one person. General Secretary. Chairman of the – chairman of the Lexington uh, Committee um, on what is – what to be done, right? Like, and you have this, like, okay, um, you know, all right, the gas prices are going up, and if the gas prices keep going up, you'll lose your job, right? Which is how basically American politics works. Um, I would simply – um, uh, do mass emergency bus conversions for everything rapidly, rapidly bus, uh, expand Lex train over the entirety of Lexington, um, and start doing a like emergency bike path, like bike only and bus only conversion shit. Um, and just make it to where you don't actually have a car. And then, and this is critical, do cash for clunkers again. And I know you car guys out there going, no, not the cash for clunkers. You just joined the priceless 90 cars. You don't want. You don't want these cars. You do not want a 2009 Chevy Monte Carlo. I'm sorry, or whatever (laughs) it is. You don't want your Dodge Challenger. I'm sorry. You don't want it, actually. You want to just bike. You want to be free of that. You don't want that car payment. Folks, let the fine folks at the Lexington Committee take it off.
0: Let me just say, one car payment, maybe that's uh, a bike. Literally. Like, that's how much a bike costs.
1: The cars for bikes. How much are car payments? I... (laughs) <laughs> you're asking it, it, aaron found the only person with less money than her in the room to ask uh, <laughs> people spend crazy money on cars though like especially like out like there's so many people like so many houses that are like you know like guys just like these crazy like they'll buy these expensive trucks and then they'll spend crazy amounts of money to pay other guys, critically not even themselves, hire out some other shop, body shop, or whatever, to like lift the car and do all this crazy shit to it. Whatever. This is not. This is not a war on cars podcast, even though it kind of. Hey,
0: we've been talking about cars. We've been for talking a while. about
1: cars a lot, and that's actually. Oh shit! Ooh, fuck. We probably should have talked about this at the top of the show. Um, it's no turning fe- into car talk. It's not turning. And don't don't podcast like my brought don't um, don't
0: uh, i don't even know where I was going.
1: <laughs> whatever folks on the table's coming up <clears throat> and we've got a cold i got we got cold dm'd from someone at civic lex um uh adrian hello um and non-zero chance we're hosting sometime next week i want to host a on the table thursday night probably thursday night if woodland it happens park. yeah sure thursday night at woodland park fuck it um hey why not Thursday night, Woodland Park? Whether or not they let us do it, baby, um, uh, uh, we're having it right now. For those all of you that listen, fifteen minutes into the show, it's happening here right now. First ever lame meetup. We will be talking about um, what is to be done. Not the book by Vladimir Lenin, mm. but literally what this is to be is done.
0: The Lexington Comprehensive Plan.
1: We're gonna be making an attempt to to do it to host an on the table discussion. Um, where, and I want, I, I want just real, some real guys out there to be demanding that the comprehensive plan involves somehow the, uh, the, uh, dissolution of all private company, <clears throat> the, the expropriation of all wealth.
0: And, uh, Civic Lex, if you're listening to this and you don't approve our, our plan for an on the table, we'll just do an unofficial under the table. Under- be- <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> um, no, I think there's actually, there's, I think lots to talk about, about the bus.
0: Yeah. The and bus. And
1: i don't know whatever um me and aaron will be at some other on the tables like just attending um but we've yeah. decided just now to host one yeah um, which
0: ones will which one will i be at you just have to go and see You just
1: have to go to all of them <laughs> i'm a, i got a busy week but thursday night i'm hosting my own baby <laughs> hosting my own where should we meet at the woodland park
0: there's like a shelter by the skate park that could be big, or the gazebo.
1: The gazebo that they don't let you sleep on anymore.
0: Yeah, because that can we could talk about homelessness.
1: We could all meet in the woods by the gazebo. That could be good, quote unquote. Bring your hammocks. Yeah, everyone, bring your lame meat up on the table in a hammock.
0: <laughs> There's only so many hammock spots.
1: Bring your own table. Um, <laughs> I think it'll be good. Bring, bring, bring <laughs> hammocks. Bring blankets.
0: Bring snacks.
1: Okay, we can't all right, that's enough planning an event um, from you all. I have other stuff to get onto. Um, this
0: is I'm you know I'm curious if this is your first lame episode.
1: Oh God, I think about that sometimes. I'm like, wow, this is like every time we do like a non-standard lame episode, I'm like, oh, um, me okay, article by Meredith Howard, who a person whose name I've never read before out Her later. Um, median sale price of Lexington Home reaches three-year peak. <clears throat> I wonder why. Mm. Um, as more Americans are working from home than ever before, I, home buying has become more... Po- oh, I'm being dealt... I'm being dealt uh, um, lethal uh, doses of rhetoric in this one. Home buying... ideology. Are they are they saying that home that because you're working from home home buying is up <clears throat> they're okay. saying that homes
0: are in demand because people are working from home
1: as opposed to all the people that need to just live in a home because right because and it's totally not because there's <clears throat> a just a total lack of available housing in Lexington people, that's affordable because
0: people are buying homes now to people, work in them and
1: people have never lived before where did they live before Where they bought they the home to work? For the pod. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently the peak median price was $266,000 in 2021 and 236,000 in 2020. Um and of course if you bought your home a decade ago and you live in Lexington, wow baby, refinance your mortgage because um your home has gone up and uh the interest rates are low 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 folks. Lexington is considered mm-hmm. a seller's market as of February. Um, according to realtor.com. Um, even though I'm sure it was like that for always, I don't know, man ever. I mean, since the beginning of the pandemic, it's crazy. My parents used to live downtown Lexington, moved out of their home in July, 2020, which is crazy to think that that it happened that quickly, July, 2020 folks. Um, it can happen here. It could happen to you. Um, and they sold it almost instantly and they had to sell it. They sold it almost instantly because they like had to, had to buy the house that they were looking at because every single house, and we went out in this neighborhood they moved out to was for decades. Most had lots of empty lots, lots of houses in the market within the first several, like with within that first summer of COVID, every single property was bought in this subdivision that has said empty since it was first built in the 90s. Jeez. Crazy shit. I mean crazy shit. Um the only I I could see
0: how <clears throat> if there were people renting.
1: In this house that my parents bought, I just want to be clear, I don't <laughs> want to I like do not want to dock myself but like this was clearly someone's not full-time living house. Like this was clearly some like richer Lexington folks um like like some like summer lake house. Um, because I, I maintain to this day that it is not meant to be lived in full time all year. Um, it's not, it's simply, it's interesting. it is not, Does Aaron's been there, it's not designed like a real house. Um, it's,
0: it's, it's a fascinating, it's like it,
1: I'm living in an Airbnb. Honestly. Yes. yes. That's a good way of describing it's it. It's weird. Um, and then of course my mother, for some reason started buying like pillows that say like lake house on them, which is like. I mean, I have to be the subject of some experiment, right? <laughs> um, it, it, whatever. I, I was
0: saying. So the 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 rent. If if you're a renter, I could maybe see the argument that if you're working from home now, you don't want to be in your apartment all the time.
1: But that's literally what? so. Like like if you're uh, working. You're, 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 like say, you're, you're saying like you're, you're, you're spending, saying like if you, if you're in an apartment, you want to be in a
0: house. Well, if you are working, if you are working, let's say you're some tech guy. Okay, and you, you had an apartment. Let's say
1: you're some tech guy, and you live in Kenwick with your wife and two kids, <laughs> and you drive a bike, and you listen to the podcast, and your name's Blake Hall. <laughs> let's, say, let's say you're a Every guy. time I think of a guy, a, a people who code, I can't stop thinking let's, of him. Okay,
0: let's just say you work for the city, hypothetically. All right. And your job can okay. easily and your job can easily be put online you can work from home uh-huh. prior to COVID, you were coming into the city building and, and yeah. working and stuff this and, happens
1: at there's a lot of jobs yes. at UK where people r- refuse to come back
0: and so you were renting an apartment uh-huh. okay that was close that was
1: close or something I see. and so now, now that now, now that you living... have to
0: you're confined to you have to stay home uh-huh.
1: and you're like wow I'm gonna buy a house in Slate in Slade. Uh- and slate, not slate. Cool. I feel this is the problem about the Kentucky accent, right? You, the T's and the D's are the same, so it's kind of oh That's why it's guess. called slate,
0: is because of the slate.
1: I'm getting gonna... there's a lot of slate there. Oh man, folks. We are all over
0: it. i only got but anyway, that's that's like I could see that from that perspective. Like that's that could be like, Okay, here's here's why there are so many people buying the houses, is because you don't want to be in your apartment all day. Uh-huh. Um and that's why you want that's that's the only thing I can think of
1: sure um and now of course we all here in the room know though I mean we're just flattering this woman like obviously the reason house prices are going up is because um uh no one's building new housing right.
0: I'm operating in her mine palace
1: yes um now leaving her mine palace enter mine folks I remember where I was may twenty nineteen when they told me. Sorry, boys. No more paper recycling because turns out the recycling center, quote unquote, 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 does not actually recycle, but rather sells the paper and mass to a Chinese corporation. And we, like many, many municipalities around the time uh, around America in in early 2019, uh, were awoken up with a shock when this one Chinese company decided, no, we're not going to buy your shit paper anymore. Um and uh, we have literally been reeling from that for uh, uh three years now. Um and honestly, I n- truly never thought I would see the day, especially under the Gordon administration. Um, the mail, the mail. May- I just, uh, I should rephrase. I never thought we'd see the day under the current political conditions in Lexington today. So on one hand, like thank God, but on the other hand. If you listen to the show long enough you've list, there's been many many trials and tribulations um, uh, that the city has faced of um, uh, which uh, I didn't really understand not a super great job was done communicating to us as to why but whatever folks paper recycling is back curbside um, we miss the convenience of being able to recycle paper curbside said Mayor Linda Gordon at a press conference. <laughs> all right now the machinery at the lexington recycle center has undergone a 4.2 million dollar upgrade and we're ready to go
0: (laughs) three years later
1: god and they only started in december which begs the question what the fuck were you doing in like 2019 when it was everything was normal i don't know
0: so here's let me say this uk is uk found a way around this by oh, yeah. simply we, shipping their paper to cincinnati well yeah well always
1: got their crazy uk i mean used to have a crazy robust recycling program um not so much anymore um it's fine it's i mean it works it was better than the cities for a very long time but uh yeah anyway um uh yeah i mean basically as we talked about in that in the rubicon episode a rubicon of sorts um uh so much recycling stuff is simply bullshit and honestly um mm-hmm. uh god willing this new recycling center that we have working um nope the city paid rump um, rumpkey key to haul and process oh but then it was back i don't know so wait can i recycle paperboard Um, that's an excellent question. Uh, Because okay, here's what's accepted: okay, aluminum, steel cans, tins, and lids. Okay, plastics one and two, bottles, jars, jugs with caps on. I thought they didn't want the caps on. I thought the caps weren't recyclable. When I was a kid, I was told my science teacher told me when you recycle the bottle, don't put the cap on it because it's difficult to compact the bottle. It's dangerous. Because you're creating pressurized vessels or whatever. We're well, supposed to crush it before you recycle
0: it. Let me just say oh, this: Oh, okay. recycling, recycling is a racket. Recycling. recycling
1: is though a huge look. I would love to believe in recycling, but basically all recycling in the modern day, like outside of like metals recycling, is <clears throat> is mostly bullshit. You're mostly if and you're metal. Putting... And just be clear: metals recycling. Um, I, I, I cannot. I, I, everyone, until the circumstances change. You know what they're using to smelt um, all that all their all that metal back down with? Is it the recycled paper? Coal, buddy. Oh. No, Aaron. I love that. That's very. That's interesting. paper. I like this. I like this. I'm writing this down. Uh, everyone that works in the metals industry, take no. no they're burning coal. Uh, <laughs> anyway, glass bottles and jars, and and this is huge for you, Aaron. Cardboard and paperboard.
0: Okay, because it was corrugated cardboard for like you could recycle corrugated cardboard, but not paperboard and not paper. But now those two are back. Actually, it
1: doesn't say paper. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? One <clears throat> aluminum steel cans tins and uh-huh. mids. Two plastics. One and two bottles jars and jugs with caps on. Three glass bottles and jars. Uh-huh. Four pa- cardboard and paperboard. End of list. But the press release is about paper. But the press release is about. I have to assume that that's a that they just assumed be... that they that, that 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 the paper is implied because it, that's what the whole article is about but that list is fascinating not, does that list does not say paper on
0: it there's there's paper in other words but not paper there's
1: paper board but it doesn't explicitly say paper well we'll just chalk it up to a typo never try to recycle medical waste garden hoses or strings of lights Okay. Uh, Thanks. Thanks. Oh, Mayor. they can end up hurting the equipment. Okay. Oh. I thought they were kind of just funny. Um. I'll oh, s- LexingtonKY.gov/recycle, folks. They got
0: an interesting. Okay, listener. Okay. If you are if you are bored of this rambling, yeah. Go go use Don't. use some of your time. You can go to LexingtonKY.gov/recycling, and then there's a little how it's made video. Okay, it does say paper. It does say there's a little how it's made video. Which is really interesting. It goes through how they recycle, and it's like a little video. And it's not. Ne- oh,
1: you're watching it right now. Is it it this? Kind of one, of- yeah. This that one? video, you'll get a behind. The- Great. Well, so folks, that's what you have to wait forward to. And it's in Spanish. Um, All languages. Partner communities. English and Spanish. For sales, looks just like Kentucky, but turned sideways. Funny. Never really looked at the county line of for sales. Oh, interesting. Garrett County is not considered a – this is so fucked up. It says – it's like distinguishes between counties and – so like Mercer County is not part of it, but Harrisburg is.
0: Wait, Harrisburg Recycles at Lexington?
1: Is a partner community. Oh, okay. So we take their garbage. I
0: guess, man. Or recycling. Well, yeah.
1: so there is – okay, cool. So there is a actual full list that is way – plastic takeout containers, folks, don't even think about it. Um, but anyway – Uh, enough paper talk. Do I have anything else of interest, um, to talk to you about today? Um, Kentucky power has a new owner. Don't have enough time to get into it today or is going to get a new owner. Liberty utilities is going to buy it and they're offering, uh, the 15% reduction for customer bills and a bunch of other kind of sweet stuff. So I'm really curious to see, uh, what horrible fucked up things they have for us in mind. Um, it's actually insane that you can buy and sell power companies. That is that is it's it's strange it's fucked up. Call me a Marxist, but I think it's dumb that you can buy that 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 you can just buy shares in the in the power. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, we'll be talking about power. Hey, I need that. We will be Le- talking about power, folks, inside side B. Um, and with that, I yield my time. All right,
0: you all are listening to the middle side of blame, the Lexington, Athens, Boonsboro Marxist experience.
1: Folks, as you just listened to on the fir- on side A, we just uh, discovered um, uh, we just we just uh, made made some hasty plans um, uh, uh, Thursday evening.
0: But to what time?
1: I get off work at five. Do um,
0: you want to do like six?
1: I think six. Yeah, have some sunlight. Have some sunlight, folks. Six p.m. Woodland <laughs> Park by <laughs> Wait, the gazebo on, check slash to Woods.
0: See, check to see if there's one
1: happening at Woodland Park. <laughs> I'm sure there's not. Uh, not, not we're right planning now. this live
0: on the show
1: yeah adrian did not get back to, oh they did oh okay location and time of day is up to us we just want it to be within there um people do it in homes restaurants okay great um uh, when you register send you, an email. you oh, can
0: Jesus. follow us on twitter at Pod. <laughs> you, you can Aaron. email us at like at gmail.com if you want stickers and buttons which will be, you know what? We're gonna bring some
1: stickers and buttons to this. To Great. this, I'm responding to Adrian right now. Um, so Adrian, uh, welcome, little, welcome on the pod. This uh, thing.
0: Welcome Adrian to the pod, um, to this little thing that we're doing. Um, we'll have those. But if you can't come, and you want a button or a sticker designed by Claire Thompson from Claire Thompson you can email us at lexlimepod at gmail You know, which I'm I'm realizing now. Um, why did we set up a Gmail account when we should have done a Proton Mail?
1: Because it costs money. That's true. Also, it's like uh, it's true though. All this guys, let me say, like the Brea-Torch uh, Brea-Torch is- Torch people's knows knows what's up. Um, uh, foreign language press, they know what's yeah. up. I personally know what's up. If you want uh, my personal email, <laughs> Proton Mail, baby. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, you can
0: give us a review on iTunes and Spotify. But okay, here's the thing. Like, I haven't seen. I've kind of been checking around, doing a little snooping around on Spotify, and like, I can give a rating to our show, but I can't see what the ratings are. Huh? But I mean, I don't know if you haven't done that yet. Just give us a rating. Maybe on Spotify. not. if people have
1: rated us. Um, iTunes. We gotta we gotta bump those numbers up, folks. You gotta inflate those numbers. It's it's your civic duty to make our podcast uh, li- listenable.
0: Um. And with that, I guess we can get into side B. I don't think I have anything else to say.
1: Uh, me neither. Um, folks, we got something. Let me just say. Okay, and it's over. And it's back.
0: All right. It's a side B of the Lexington, Athens, Boonsboro Marxist experience. We are doing – well, okay, we have one normal side of – normal part of side B. Oh, you actually do have something? I have one article. Aaron, yeah, okay. Let's read the article. This is from the Herald Leader. I mean, like all articles.
1: No, whoa, really? <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up! That's crazy.
0: <laughs> this is from Austin Horn, and the the headline reads: Will Kentucky get its fifteen million dollars back from the aluminum mill? <laughs> God fucking
1: damn it! No, because we were scammed.
0: We legislative were... legislative effort stalls they in the House.
1: Fucking, I mean, like what? A, I could have fucking. Okay, yes.
0: A bill asking for the return of Kentucky's $15 million investment uh, in an aluminum plant that never materialized stopped deadness tracks in the House after unanimous passage in the Senate. The state gave funds to Unity Aluminum, previously Brady Industries, which promised to build a $1.7 billion aluminum mill near Ashland. So far, nothing has been built there. Um, The company website still promises the largest project of its kind in the region, uh, which it says will create 550 full-time jobs in eastern Kentucky. Uh, Senate Bill 48 would have directed the Cabinet for Economic Development to recover the 15 million along with any interest, penalties, and fees at the end of the year. Chris McDaniel from Taylor Mill said Wednesday that the bill is likely dead based on his conversations with the members of the House. Quote, I think they just didn't like the concept. I wish they I, I wish I could expand more on that, but from the limited amount we've talked, there just wasn't interest in taking it up, McDaniel said. I would I wish I could say otherwise. Um like the Senate, the House is dominant, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's Republicans in there. Um, and, yeah, so Chris McDaniel's dream of getting $15 million from this aluminum mill back. He wants a <sighs> refund, and they're not giving it to him.
1: This is so, they're, honestly, they're, they're so the depressing. Houses. I mean, why? Uh, it's like, uh, talk about a slow-moving car accident. When did we first talk about this thing? Last year. I mean, it's so fucked up. $15 million. We probably could have gotten our own seed money. We could have gotten our own state enterprise, huh? But I guess that's beyond the. I don't know. Start taking donations at the
0: late. (laughs) next week. Now, that would be not.
1: The IRS would not appreciate that. I guess I'm going to use my real name when I'm signing up for this. Uh, We're. While we're filling out the form. While we're filling out the
0: form on the show, we're going to be talking. We're going to be doing a little MOX 101 here. Folks. Shall
1: we come clean about about what? I don't know. The news, folks. The news sucks. I mean, the oh news yeah, has been so. The news is so bad. I no, don't... I mean, you saw. I, I. Th- the most interesting article came out like earlier today for me. I mean, yeah. There's <clears throat> been no city government's out 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 of office. Nothing but the most psycho culture war bullshit going on mm-hmm. in the capital. Um,
0: it's not a fun time, and you know. Let me just say this. Even if the General Assembly wasn't about to stop its session in just a few days, even if they weren't doing some kind of psychocultural war stuff, nonsense, I still would want to do this because I think it's good. I think it's valuable that we all know this kind of things. And um, I needed a break from reading all the articles all the time. So instead of reading articles, today we're reading Marx. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> we oh, are reading I it up. They don't go back. This is um modeled after this is like my summary of like the first four chapters, four or five chapters of um Value, Price and Profit.
1: Okay. Great. Um, Great. I man, Marx has really got I mean, it's like He's got like these, it's every time I sit down and crack open one of those tomes, man, I'm like, wow, like which and there's also some
0: some synthesis from um chapter one of capital. Yeah. And so. mixed in here, which value, price, and profit is just the first chapter of capital condensed. But um we are gonna be talking about the labor theory of value today on our little a little Marx one oh one, socialism one oh one. Um and c- critically, critically, and a lot of people don't get this. It's the labor theory of value, not the labor theory of price. Um, the labor theory of value explains how things are valued, not how things are priced. So if you have a certain commodity, which we'll get into, um, why is it the value that it is? Well, Marx has a Marx has been thinking about this, but not just Marx has been thinking about this. Ricardo has been thinking about this. John Smith has been thinking of, or Adam Adam Smith has been thinking about this. Um, all of the all the capitalist economists have been thinking about labor theory of value, and Marx was like, "Okay, I see you, I see your labor theory of value, and I raised to you what it actually is." Yes. Um, because yeah, Ricardo and Adam Smith were like, "This is the greatest thing. Capitalism is so good," Adam and uh, Karl Marx is like, <laughs> Karl Marx is like. <laughs> <laughs> actually here's why it's bad and he wrote uh, two volumes of capital to explain why
1: how many people do you think we come we think we can get to come to this table thing
0: um i don't know like 10 yeah i was gonna
1: say 10 anyway please continue with the lecture <laughs>
0: if you're coming raise your
1: hand yeah if you're One, listening to the podcast two, right now three four i count 10
0: <clears throat> um so yeah let's let's dive into it um Let's define some things before we get into the nitty-gritty. Um, a Commodity, I talked about this, like, two seconds ago. Um, Marx defines it as something that satisf- satisfies a human need or desire that can be exchanged with something else. Why you want it is not important. Um, a commodity is, like, some, yeah, something that can be exchanged. So, like, a product... Um, As a a most basic example, and we'll be getting into some more advanced examples of commodity pretty soon. Um, And then there's also value. There's two types of value. There's use value and exchange value. Use value is how useful a commodity is for someone. So something like, um, oh, I don't know, a mud pie would not be very useful for
1: anyone. (laughs) The goofy (laughs) examples that this guy uses. Um, Keep it.
0: And uh, something like uh, a screwdriver would be extremely useful for someone. Yes. I'm just making up these examples. Yes. Um, and then there's exchange value, which is how the commodity exchanges with other commodities. Um, and the, the example Marx uses is iron and wheat. And we'll get into exchange value. Marx
1: was playing a lot of Catan when he was writing this. Evidently
0: so. Um value is independent of market forces and let me let me just say this i've said this before i'll keep saying it value is not price what is price value price is value represented as money which is different from what value is price is value represented as money it factors in things like supply and demand and other various things economists spend their entire lives trying to understand why the price of something is what it is, and that's not what we're trying to understand in this little side B today. Price fluctuates, um, as we're all as we're all very aware of, um, right now. The question Marx poses to us is: What do all commodities have in common? So, if you think of any any commodity and another commodity, you have two commodities in your brain. What do they all have in common? Labor
1: was used to produce it, folks. There is no. Let I me. Mean, this is what I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day. Guys that buy gold in anticipation of the apocalypse is very funny, because what are you gonna do with that gold, right? Because even though gold is a very valuable material that has a certain kind of use to it or use value to it or whatever, it without labor is, I mean, truly, literally worthless to you. <laughs> I mean, if you just, I, I, yeah, buddy, I can have a large stack of rocks in my backyard too. If if no one does acts on those rocks or does things with those rocks, if there's not any other sort of labor market that I'm connected to there, there is simply nothing of use that I can get with those, with the gold, unless for some reason I literally eat gold.
0: And that's good that Um, you, you bring about connection because if you make something by yourself for your own consumption um, you have made a product. You have not made a commodity. Yes, because that's not what a, com- a commodity can be exchanged.
1: Yes, a commodity is a fundamentally economic right. um, thing, and you cannot have an uh, an economy if you were just one person.
0: As soon as you add your labor to the pool of all of all of society to make something, you have made a commodity. And there's this concept that Marx brings up, which is the the average the average labor power, and it's not like, um, you know. It's not like you work hard. You know, you work like really, really, really hard at something, and so you've made like twenty chairs. Um, it's like the average labor power of all of society, and so I think Richard Wolf talks about this a lot. That <laughs> every every society in the history of humanity has had to um, has had to decide how they are going to. Allocate their labor, their labor power. They have this pool of labor power. How are they going to allocate it? And every society, whether they realize it or not, allocates it, and it has to be done. There is some, whether it's some kind of chief that says you're going to do this, you're going to do this. Whether it's some kind of board that uh, is elected and they say you're going to do this, you're going to do this, or whether it's in some kind of employment market where there's an employer and an employee relationship. Somehow, some way, there has to be a a method for the <clears throat> the allocation of labor power to happen in a society. And so that's the underlying thing of what we're talking about here. We're talking about commodities, value, price, and average labor power in a society. Yes, and how they all relate to each other. Um. Marx Marx asks the question. Um, how much value a commodity or this is not even a question? How much value a commodity has is tied to how much labor is used to create it along with its use value. Labor is measured, of course, by time. Yes is, is, is one of the other
1: things. But um yeah, Which I mean that's is, like I'll say this. Interesting to me. Like like ostensibly, like, especially right because like you have to remember what marks what makes Marks so powerful? Like like, what makes analysis so powerful is that it is an analysis of the of the system as it existed, right, mm-hmm. and as it still exists today. And it's interesting to me the whole labor is measured in hours, right? Because it definitely was. Labor it, is
0: measured in time.
1: Or sorry, so yeah. And it's like, and it definitely basically is now too. But it's it all it's interesting to me. I don't know, just because of where I work. There, you know, I'm work by the I'm paid by the hour, but the so many people i work along with are like these like weird like salaried positions that were like they take it's very interesting i don't know but then um,
0: then with the salary too you're still expected to work there is like an x they, amount of there's yeah, a time allocation to work to amount it. of time I don't know. Um, which it's is and it's interesting yeah um so yeah how much how much value commodity has tied to how much labor it's used um along with this use value so you could spend you know this is this is the common thing people people say when they're like trying to refute uh, labor theory of value. They're like, "Well, I'm going to make I'm going to spend ten hours and I'm going to make a mud pie, and uh, nobody's going to want to buy the mud pie, even though I put ten hours of labor into it." Um, so checkmate, Marxists!
1: Um, uh, shut the fuck up. One, uh, not can- a commodity. too. you can find someone. <laughs> It's all about marketing, baby. Take it, from, take it from us, people who literally run a podcast. It's all about marketing. It's all about marketing. But um, a, a mud pie has no social
0: use, um, and so it's not valuable. Even though you, you can put 100 hours into it, nobody's going to want to buy your, your mud pie for however much you think that it's going to be worth because it has to also factor in its use value. Suppose Marx posits this to us, it takes the same amount of labor to produce one kilogram of iron and four kilograms of wheat. So like in an hour, you can extract one kilogram of iron and a different worker in an hour on average can extract four kilograms of wheat or harvest four kilograms of wheat. Um, One kilogram of iron then is as valuable as four kilograms of wheat. And let me remind you again, we're not talking about prices. We're still just talking about value the wage of the worker producing a commodity cannot factor in to the value of it. Um, And this is this is kind of a part in my notes where I skipped a little bit ahead. But let's go back to the iron and the wheat. So the iron is worth um four... are you
1: trying, to, are you trying to remember what it was worth in the essay
0: no no the iron is worth four times the amount of wheat okay. as far as like value is uh-huh. so wheat is one fourth of um is worth one fourth of iron and marx talks of marx uses like triangles in this in this example he's he like geometry
1: uh-huh. um but his <laughs> his main point Mark's is Marx secretly <clears throat> freemason secretly do 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 yeah literally asp say x things um <laughs>
0: there is like when we're talking about the relations, relations from wheat to iron and stuff like that there is a there is a mysterious third thing that we're not talking about that we can use to to put those into relations of each other because there's not there's not just iron and there's not just wheat being produced there's a whole bunch of other things and so you can exchange those other things based on how they are in relation to each other. If that even makes sense?
1: Yes, I would, thought you were trying to take the angle of the fact that, like, you know, uh, the iron itself requires processing time, but if we, if I we see just, what you mean here,
0: yeah, in this, in like, just in this, in this mind, and that's what's. Example. And I will say
1: what is funny about a lot of capital products or whatever is that, like, like it is interesting to me that not all products have a seemingly equal exchange rate to each other like stuff that you would expect to cost way more costs way less yeah and stuff that you cost expect to cost way less costs way more
0: well we'll get into that funny well and about value and about cost so marx brings wages into this um he says wages cannot exceed the value of the commodity but will certainly be a fraction of the value so when the worker gets compensated for their time if you make a kilogram of of iron if you like extract it you can't be paid more than what that iron is worth otherwise it's not profitable it's not profitable but also like that's just you where would you get that other where would you get where would the money come from? where would the money come from um and it's the same for it's the same for manufactured goods um for harvested goods for manufactured goods um Marx says that value is the crystallization of social labor as a product up to the point of completion, which is a whole bunch of fancy words for saying that the value of something is that va- that commodity is a representation of the labor that brought it into existence.
1: Does that make sense? Is yes. that- Yes. Well, I'm sorry I'm a little distracted. I'm just I'm DMing this guy on I'm, I'm DMing Adrian. I'm like I'm like, man, you won't believe it. We're doing we're we filling this shit light out on the pod. I'm yes, I agree though. I'm gonna listen back to the tapes and I will come into agreement. Yeah, no. Well I've um, already read it. I know what yeah. don't make don't make me do the homework.
0: Well, I'm just I'm just Trying to, yeah. trying, trying to engage with me i'm trying to Trying to make I, I can't engage with the audience because i'm doing they're this. not real i'm doing this in their past we'll do this
1: lecture hey guys after the on the table which you come to on which you come to on thursday next thursday we'll do we'll do an extended <laughs> value price sure. and profit sure um and so
0: marx gives this example to us of a ball of yarn um he says that um within the within the value of the ball of yarn to make the ball of yarn, you have to think about the labor that was put into uh, harvesting the cotton, um, processing the cotton, spinning the cotton into a thread, and spinning that thread into something that can be a, a string of yarn, and then putting that into a ball of yarn. And all of that factors into the value of the ball of yarn as the final product. And that you can imagine it as the crystallized um, crystallization of the social labor that has been used to create that commodity. Yes, Okay, so if labor is tied to value, then if I work slower, I will make more valuable products, right? <laughs> you would think. <laughs> but that's not actually how it works. Social labor, which is what we've been talking about, is the average of all the labor power it takes to produce a particular commodity in a society at the average skill level. Let's take, for example, this is... this is hypothetically, I'm just pulling this out of the air, um, a hand loom versus the power loom. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder where I could have gotten that one from. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> if previously, so we all know what looms are, right? These, you make, yeah, you make textiles. Did, and, yeah. People
1: make, their, <clears throat> you know,
0: stuff. So, it used to be that you would have to use um, a, a hand loom. So you have to use your hand power to make textiles and fabric and stuff. Um, and then came along the power loom, and that made things a whole lot easier. And now, could, we looms, be, yeah,
1: now we got digital looms,
0: baby. Yeah. you now we got digital looms. Now coming out soon, quantum and they, looms. And
1: they will not stop breaking. Um, is no. all, the only thing I've learned about the digital loom is that they suck. I mean, you can, whatever. Keep. <laughs> so you become a lot more
0: productive in a shorter amount of time, which is good. Because then you can do other things with your time. Uh-huh. If a so um with a power loom, um it would take, you know, ten hours ten hours uh a day to make the same value as with a hand loom, it would take nineteen hours. Mm-hmm. Um the 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 hours of the hand loom uh, represent the hours okay, so if it takes nineteen hours of the hand loom, it's those are like equivalent in terms of value. So nineteen hours in the hand loom is the same value as ten hour nineteen hours of the power loom is the same as ten hours of the the power or the hand loom. Oh man, I got this mixed up. Nineteen hours of the hand loom. <laughs> I love the, the same, numbers. It's <laughs> the same as ten hours of the power loom. Okay, there we go. Because of the because of the product, um, and because of the social labor that we're talking about because you have lowered the average social labor, because you have made an efficient means of manufacturing a certain commodity, you have lowered the amount of time that it takes, on average, in a society to produce a certain commodity. And so it will become uneconomical for somebody to still use the hand loom because the value
1: is just not what it is they are they are doing something i don't think it's talk. maybe it's talked about value price and profit but there it's in one of these it's either that mm-hmm. or in um i think it actually is in this essay where he talks about industrial warfare oh yeah which that's... is something that we do not like i think like like discussions i've had about marxism with people in the modern day i, I think like, the least talked about thing is like industrial warfare stuff which is like in a, a capitalist economies are run by the laws of big numbers, right And at the end of the day, you are on a permanent positive feedback cycle that will result in the bankruptcy of everyone else in the you know sole surviving victim of the other, which is why um, Richard will please don't hurt me. Um, I you know I am generally skeptical of uh, full of co-ops as the final solution for um, like a world economy. Um, because there is a competition is inherently um, inherently creates. Uh, so destruction. Um, we get uh, It we is get... competition because you're in a competition to see who doesn't die first. Um,
0: you're still I feel like in a co-op, you're still in capital. Like you're still competing for you're seeking profit. You
1: have a democratic workplace, but the democratic workplace is deciding is is yeah is is fighting in the same horrible conditions and especially i mean this is the like what's even more fucked up about it is that like you're expecting we're then expecting co-ops to somehow go to bat against like you know ibm and shit like are you kidding me all right <clears throat> buddy um, um
0: and so the the key takeaway from from this power loom example is the value changes depending on advancements and efficiency as things get more efficient um, the value of products goes down because you can make more of them in the few in the less amount of time. Um, and so, what is price? Because price is something that we're all very familiar with. It's the final product. It's like the final thing, right? That that gets slapped on the product. Okay, the sticker how, shock. How if much? You will. How much does it cost? Uh-huh. Um, this is directly from Marx. Price quote: Price taken by itself is nothing but the monetary expression of value
1: amen baby
0: value put into numbers but values like i said is not intrinsically
1: numbers value is kind of this own weird thing it is value representative of things that can be exchanged against or used by other people and dollar dollar a one dollar is just another it has a value of something right it's just another currency is also kind of which um, currency
0: yes and like back in back... especially
1: like weird crypto... especially like not Fiat right like now fiat, it's like it's a little more it's like a little more like oh yeah it is like the number price of something but like especially back in back in Marks time and now if you live your life in the crypto space um, <laughs> currency is 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 also an, is also a a Value thing itself, right? Like the reason um, all these guys are like Bitcoin's a store of value. That's what they meant. They didn't read Marx, but that's what they mean.
0: (laughs) They didn't notice it, but their brains did.
1: Yes, (laughs) that's the funny thing about Marx.
0: (laughs) Um, and yeah, Marx Marx actually talks a lot about um um how currency can be exchanged for gold Mm -hmm. and or other precious things. And we I I didn't include that because we're on fiat right now yes um but it's not it's, super relevant it's to... not it's not as relevant but it's still interesting um but if you want to read that you can read about it yourself Marx talks about uh Mark's back to prices he breaks it down into two different categories there's natural and market price um uh, natural price is what the average price of a commodity is so a general trend uh the market price fluctuates on circumstances
1: mm. oh what circum? what could possibly be circumstantial Well,
0: you can um, lower the price on something and take hits to get your competitors out of business because they won't be able to match with uh, the prices that you're doing. But you can also raise the
1: price. Yes, which this is American companies love doing this. (laughs) You can
0: also raise the price so you can get more money than what the product
1: is actually worth. Yes. And where does that money go? Well, folks, um, <laughs> I guess we'll never know. You've been listening to Lanes. <laughs> Profit has entered the chat. <laughs> um, what? You mean? To, oh, wait, fuck. You mean to tell me that uh, that, that the, the entire value of the thing I worked on is not being transferred to me, <laughs> but is in fact being transferred to some other guy who did jack shit?
0: Um, and this is interesting, right? Because at the end of the day, this has to happen. Like even even like in not in capitalism, even if we are like like in feudalism, this has to happen. Your value, your labor has to generate a surplus. Yes. Um, and like so there's there's
1: going to be um ever sur- since ever since we ever since we made it to sedentary agriculture, yeah. Your labor has to extract a surplus,
0: and and then the issue becomes who or gets it. Who gets the surplus? Yes. Um, and in capitalism, the surplus goes to the capitalist or your employer. Um. And generally, unless you are in some kind of crazy like unless you weird are the... syndic-
1: syndicate, yeah, literally, um, unless you're doing syndicalism,
0: right? Unless you're doing that, then, um, in which case, that's in awesome. which case
1: you're getting your surplus value in vouchers, which is totally different than money, guys. I promise. Uh, we don't. We don't have enough time to talk about labor. <laughs> <laughs> that's a class. I mean, that's. Uh, once we finally get through all the Marx stuff, um, like through the Marx stuff, I we gotta get into some of the crazier, like I feel like Engels actually is in a lot of this territory. A lot of the crazier like writings that come out after Marx, like about like okay, so what do we do with this information? And then it's like labor vouchers and all this crazy shit. Which
0: um, Engels talked about in in socialism, utopian and scientific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cincinnati had a had a labor voucher store. That's awesome, actually, <laughs> which was pretty cool. Um. So
1: red Cincy,
0: Cincinnati Reds,
1: what? Oh, like communism?
0: Like communism? <laughs> Marx talks about uh, the That's general, the, the general nature of profits, and he says this is almost contradictory to think about. But commodities are sold at their real value. He says, "Quote: Profits are realized in selling them at their value in the proportion of the quantity of the labor derived in them."
1: Yes, totally.
0: Which he was like, that's sounds...
1: the money is not hitting the bank until some guy actually buys it from me. Right. Um, so what is the value of labor? Well, folks,
0: it depends. <laughs> um, most people think that in a job they're selling their
1: labor. But right? no no no, absolutely not the case.
0: When you when you are when you become
1: employed by someone you enter into a contract. You enter into a
0: contract.
1: Of sorts. Actually, you know what's funny? I don't think I've ever entered I've never I don't think I've ever actually entered into it. And I've never signed a contract with any employer or whatever. A social contract. A social contract, if you will, where you exchange your time in exchange for that. And your labor expressed through time is not called your labor by God that's called your labor power.
0: <laughs> yes, your labor <laughs> power. Um so commodities have prices, so labor must have prices too. Man
1: i wish i knew german so i could like give like the official because marx was into like the combinating stuff yes Um, he was like like making his own fancy vocabulary or whatever that doesn't english is a not a great super great language to do dialectics in is all i'm gonna say
0: um so yeah labor labor must have prices too right yes um (laughs) how do you how do you define the value of an eight hour working day while it's eight hours of labor yes that's not very helpful
1: Absolutely not. Because
0: right, because an eight hour working day, value is labor. So if you so eight hours, how do you what's the value of that? It's eight hours. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're asking about labor power, like we're saying. Um you are selling your labor power, and the distinction here is important because if in eight hours you make It doesn't matter if you make five chairs or 20 chairs, you still get paid the same because you're still getting paid for yes. your labor. You're getting paid for your labor potential, your labor power. Um, and it's a commodity that can be bought and sold just like any other thing, just like a glass of water, yeah. just like a chair.
1: If you were being paid, and I think he talks more about this in wage, labor, and capital, but if you were being paid per the chair you make, you yourself would be the producer of the commodity and you yourself would be receiving the Uh, surplus. Arguably Mm -hmm. you can, you can argue that you would be the one receiving the surplus value. Although it's not necessarily. So in this, always true
0: in this, in this example of, of, um, labor, labor power, having value, the consumer is the employer, um, who's using, using the commodity, your labor power, um, who you just happen to own um, to work for the agreed amount of time. So whether it's 40 hours a week, whether it's 60 hours a week,
1: however well, many hours, 120 hours, a week, whether it's 120
0: hours a week, whatever time you're getting paid for, you're getting, you're not getting paid for the amount of work you're due. You're getting paid for the amount of time Labor potential. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so that is, and that's all why
1: there it's That's why your job is per hour in the first place.
0: Yes. Um, and that's kind of a brief introduction to labor theory of value.
1: Was tipping like around in Europe in the 1800s? I, You know, even? I don't know. Because I know tipping did a weird thing where it stopped existing in Europe and started existing in America. Like they flip-flopped and like now tipping doesn't exist in um, in Europe. But like it is interesting, you know, especially because I mean like so many intersections like – that most of America is service workers and not actual industrial workers, right? And people that work that you know receive part of their pay as tips, you know, like what? What's the over under on that one? And that's, um, I mean,
0: that's even like that's that's a really like the fact that we're mostly service, right? Because when Marx is so was, fucked when when Marx was doing this, if everyone. If you
1: told if you told you know how like people make jokes like this image would kill a Victorian child. If you told Marx that the world's most like the r- world's richest company. Uh, not country, company. Country, the world's richest country was had basically no productive labor force, and it was just almost exclusively a service economy. It, I, the information might instantly kill him. But I think I think this applies pretty well to Marx because
0: well, yeah, this obviously. this real. I mean, the the service economy really, really, really illustrates the point of labor power, because in the service economy, you're never done.
1: Yeah, and it's exclusively like the. The labor power is what you are like selling to other people. Right? Like it is. It truly that is not. There's no inner. It's like it's, totally abstract. It's the labor best power. example, I think. It's sort. Well, I don't know. It's harder. I know. Let me say this. I think it's easy. Like, because here's the thing. Even in Mark's time, you know, factory. There was not. Ever, most people did not work in a factory. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, there were other jobs, but it's just so that the factory is geographically one single location, and commodity production in a factory is just the easiest level to it. Analyze, it and analyze it at because it's, there's materials. Um, there's, it's also the easiest to do something. It's the, the easiest place to unionize as a factory. Um, it's a lot harder to unionize something like the University of Kentucky like um, what is
0: what is the commodity that you're producing as a service worker
1: yes i mean in uh and especially if you work for some sort of like something that's not like explicitly like like a a corporation or whatever like it's you know it's like who are you even selling your labor power to um i don't know these questions and more the, next time we talk about marx next time uh, we talk
0: about marx because it's happened again
1: oh it has folks <laughs> Oh my
0: god, it has. What are we
1: at now? It's fine, it's an hour.
0: Oh, really? You waste another perfectly good hour listening to Lame. Our esteemed executive producer is Charlie Carey. Our assistant executive producer is Karl Marx.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and his assistant producer is uh, Friedrich Engels. Um uh our our anything.
0: stickers our stickers and and graphics and everything are designed by claire thompson from clairethompsonart.com
1: who receives divine messages from the ghost of rosa Luxemburg.
0: um <laughs> you can find us on twitter message us on twitter just say hi or email us
1: email us actually um, send
0: us send us a picture of you reading Karl Marx on twitter
1: you don't add i mean it doesn't you don't have to compromise yourself like that. You could just say, "Hey, I'm reading marks. Hey, man. Or, do, or yeah. you could come and tell us about it you next. Tell us about it next week, Thursday. That is the fourteenth. Yes, it's the fourteenth. <laughs> Thursday, the fourteenth. the fourteenth. Six p.m. Go to Woodland Park. Look by the gazebo in the woods. We'll be there. Bring a picnic blanket or something. Um, we're sitting on the ground, baby. On the,
0: the Civic Lex presents on the ground.
1: Civic Lex presents on boots, the ground. Boots under on the, the table. <laughs> boots. Uh, we're going to try to do the actual, I'm going to, I'm getting trained in the, the uh, in the ways of, uh, hosting it. But, um, so we're going to do a little on the table stuff and then, um, whatever, if you guys, a- if you actually come, it can be whatever you want. We can talk about whatever. I don't have anywhere to be that night. Yeah.
0: Um, which um, you, if, if you want to let us know, email us, like, at to gmail.com. Um, and, and even though, um, I don't know another
1: Civic Lex employee. I'm another, like how do they uh, keep making and more And even of though
0: them? even though another Civic Lex employee keeps messaging us on Twitter every time they hear us say it this is lame.
1: All right.